Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to you one and all. We are the Agony Uncles. I'm Uncle Cy. And I'm Uncle Dave. Yeah, Dave. Hi, uh, well, what's the last time I looked? Uh, welcome to another edition of the Agony Uncles, where we solve your trials and tribulations. Thanks also for your emails and messages on social media, like this one from Fiona, who says, Dear Uncle Cy and Uncle Dave, yes. I always listen to your podcasts. They are hilarious and also enjoyable. Thank you, Fiona. Thank you, Fiona. Well, last week's podcast, one of you said you wished that Sephora did washing up liquid. Well, I haven't found that, but I have found the Flora degreaser spray. What? Whoa. Oh, gone on. I bought mine in a certain cheaper supermarket whose name begins with A. That's Aldi's, obviously. That's got to be Aldi. It smells divine. Ooh. And it's very welcome. Enjoy. Very effective. Ooh, welcome or effective. I'm happy with either of them, dude. Aldi's, eh? Aldi's, gone on. Oh, get in. All oh, right, I'm going to have a look. There's one in concert. <laughs> I haven't got an Aldi around here. Well, oh, you would, funny would that, you? Isn't it? Yeah, really? funny, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they've got a waitrose. Yeah, have actually. <laughs> yeah, living on the royal estate, you don't need Aldi, do you really? It's a new way to park your horse. Yeah, just got the Duchess of Cornwall, y'all. Yeah, yeah, just giving up some Bath Olivers. Actually, yeah. tell you what they've got, Dave. Just next door, actually, yeah. they've got they've got a Duchy a Duchy organic shop. Just deals with the organics, and it's six quid to get in. Yes, yes. I have got, I got... I have got an organic butcher next door. It is lovely. Oh, God. <laughs> so rich. Anyway, thanks also to everyone who has now renamed their partner's private parts <laughs> and calls them Pie Wacket after Uncle Dave uh, told us a few episodes ago that he'd named his that once. No, no, I didn't name it. Oh. It was it was my partner at the time named it. His was the, yeah, that, well, yes, indeed. That would be arrogant to call it that myself, wouldn't it? Now well, I find out it's a guided missile. Of course, David, a guided missile in your pants. What a marvelous! <laughs> Rocket um, man. We have this from Karen. She says, "Hello, boys. I've um, I've renamed me Hubby's Todger, Mister Piewacket." He objected to this uh, at first, uh, as he was fir- as he first thought that I was talking about a new way to make flaky pastry with a with a cricket bat. But once I explained that it was a big missile, he seemed to quite like it. So uh, keep up the good work, and it's an amazing podcast. That's that that's from Karen. Yeah. Karen's taking his taking his part. But what that's that's remarkable. How, how pie whack it. Yeah, flaky pastry and a cricket bat. I could see how that would go yeah. down not very well with her, with her husband, partner. Yes. You know. Anyway. Mm. So, on the Agony Uncles today, still free from any kind of suntan, it is the thin white duke himself. Jeevesy! Hello. It's, and it's incredible because it's been so hot recently, but still, there's no... I just I just stay this pale sort of colour. I don't quite know what's going on. Um, we've had this, by the way, on the subject of um, Zaflora, lots of Zaflora stuff. Mark Mazella wrote in and said, Dear Sign Dave, it's time to discover something called Fabulosa. 
The floor is over, he said. Ooh. It's all about Fabulosa now. Shirt, you can get sherbet lemon flavour, sugar blueberry, and there's a washing up liquid as well. Fabulosa. Another, we haven't heard of that one before, have we? Well, yeah, but we're not eating it. Oh, well. That's very true. The floor with it. That's very and, true you know. indeed. And to help us with your oh, worries no. and woes, it's the woman who is so posh that when she has to wash up, her marigolds are actually made from real gold. It's Posh Tash. Morning. Yeah. Morning. That makes you sound like an Iron posh. Man or something. You've got solid gold <laughs> gloves on. Like, like a, a suit of armour, wouldn't it? Uh, well, yeah, but yeah. quite good, though. Yeah. 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 I had someone the other day who said to me, you're Posh Tash. And I went, oh, I am. And they went, you're actually not that posh. <laughs> 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 like, oh, outrageous. Listen, it was outrageous. All right, so off a coat, no knickers. All right. <laughs> okay, your twin set and pearls out now, missus, I tell you. That's right. Nice. Got a plate in the gallery. Right, uh, let's get on with Fixing the Nation. Dave, play that jingle, dude. Okay, hitting it now. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Because I heard your advice is the best. In today's cacophony of chaotic complications, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Poshtash, you'll be bringing your worldly expertise to these problems. We have an oily conundrum. We have too much money. We have a matter of midges. And in confidential corner, the itchy underwear. But we're going to start with an oily conundrum, and this comes to us from Callum, who says, Dear Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and posh tash who is actually very posh when at home cooking i tend to use a lot of oil or butter when roasting anything always with rather tasty results however me and the missus as he puts it are now trying to cut down on some of the bad stuff and have been trying a few recipes from your hairy dieters book which calls for rather little cooking oil which would be fine if we had some perfectly serviceable non-stick trays but we don't they're old, they've lost that coating, so when using a small amount of oil, everything sticks. Is there a knack, says Callum, to cooking with small amounts of oil, or do I just suck it up and buy some new trays? Over to you. Hairy bikers, in fact, do very, very good oven trays at very reasonable costs, and uh, I suggest you restock with them. Available from all good outlets and our website. Yeah, if your oven trays are knackered, forget it. But like with oil, we, we found out that, like, say a good frying pan, just use a pastry brush and paint the oil onto the bottom of the pan and that would suffice. Mm. Works really well, that, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so, and, and also, <clears throat> yeah, go and buy our, as Dave says, go and buy our, but you, there is, like, non-stick sheets of, like, bacon paper you can put on you. Baker Glide is brilliant. Yeah, that sort of stuff, you know. That's that the reusable one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's ethical. Sorry? The dishwasher, the reusable one. Yeah, yeah. Put it, <clears throat> cut the sheets to fit your pans. Uh, use it, put it in the dishwasher, and use it again. And uh, nothing will stick to that. By crikey heck! No, no, not even, not even whatever, whatever he's doing. Absolutely not. It's great stuff. I quite like a pan though that sometimes looks well used. You know, the, the bottom's still clean, but the edges are still a bit dirty and black. It's like a proper. Oh yeah. Just come out of it. It's not that bad, is it, to have it a bit dirty at the bottom? Not dirty, but I mean. No. no, love. No, no, it's not. Well, that's what Dave and I's, the Dave and I's range of like pans and bakeware are. You know, you want to buy them once. They want to last for ages, and um, you know they're they're a robust little unit, aren't they, mate? Yeah, but a lot of times, a lot of the cheaper non-stick stuff. Once the non-stick coating is gone, 
then you might as well not bother. A lot of professional kitchens just use like metal pans, you know, with no non-stick. And actually they kind of just weather over the years and they work perfectly well. Um, but it's funny actually, the thing about oil, when we were doing the dieters, you know, everybody goes about healthy oils, like, you know, extra virgin olive oil and rapeseed oil. But actually, if you are fat, then it's the same calories per ounce as lard. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. terms of calories, I mean, in terms of... Like, your heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that sort of stuff. I mean, there's some really good stuff in olive oil. But in terms of calories, it's the same. Yeah. So, what, what, so, so there is no healthy option. It's just use a little bit less. As you say, brush it on, don't pour it on. Well, it depends what you mean by health. If if you if you if you're fat, and I'm only saying that as as two middle-aged men who used to be morbidly obese, uh, we, we can use that because we were there, so we're not being offensive to anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you should do something about it, and you need to cut down. Uh, in my opinion, and obviously for your heart, your cholesterol, and everything. If you suddenly find out that this stuff's creeping up, then you should look after yourself a bit. If if you're all right, you're all right. You can eat what you want, you know. Um, that, that's the way I see it. So in the new book, let's have a little look. So you've got olive oil, a lot of suggestions. Coconut oil, that's a good one, isn't it? Olive oil, coconut oil. Mm, yeah, yeah. All of those, I mean, all of those oils, as Dave says, they're still, I mean, look, they'll have lesser or greater degrees of, uh, but, but particularly olive oil with butter or lard, it's exactly the same in terms of calories. Um, I think um, coconut oil is slightly less. But, um, <clears throat> you know, fundamentally, they're empty calories, as we would say. So... You know, you need to just cut down on the empty calories and fill yourself up with, you know, beans. There's no doubt about it. You know, butter gives flavour, great flavour to food. Um, and good olive oil is fabulous. But coconut oil I found in curries and Asian food, it just gives it a nice flavour as well. There is a point where you tailor the oil to cook your your gastronomy, really. Yeah. Um, you know, remember pumpkin oil was an interesting one. Like, pumpkin oil is one of Austria's biggest exports and productions and it's bright green it's funny over ice cream it looks like pistachio sauce pumpkin oil is brilliant but they call it man oil uh, because it's really really good for your prostate and that's why in austria apparently the incidence of prostate cancer are pretty pretty low because they're all on pumpkin oil but there again pumpkin oil is a great dressing but you couldn't cook in it um no. It's a dressing, isn't it? Yeah, it's dressing. I've never heard of pumpkin oil. Ever. It's That's absolutely beautiful. And I still, I, I still to this day, yeah. I have one in my thingy. Dave and I still buy it. Yeah, I've got one on the, on the worktop now. Yeah. But still yeah. on ice cream, it's great. Just drizzle pumpkin oil on it. People swear blind. It's some funky kind of pistachio, you know, nut extract. Um, <laughs> Which, in fact, it's not. It's yeah. not. But, no. you know, you think pumpkin, you think orange. But pumpkin, you think... Green oil. It's, it's very vivid green, yeah. yeah. And it stains. Remember that as well is the the, the, the fellow was saying it, it doesn't stain on your shirt. And so was it. It went all over your shirt. So then did you flick a load at him and say, well, let's see what you say now. Yeah. He said, oh, it disappears, didn't it? <laughs> That's right. He it said, oh, it disappears. It disappears <laughs> in the sunlight. I went, does it? I said, all right, all right. And well, you've just covered me in it. So yeah, have some back. See Splat. It's now. Splat. Um, <laughs> And it didn't flame and disappear. It left a big patch of oil stain on your shirt. That was, that was a decent shirt, that as well. It was the only decent one I had. I've got a coconut oil story. When we were living in Singapore, I had my third child, very small, a really bad cradle cap on his head. Oh, yeah. Really bad. And someone said to me, it's brilliant if you put coconut oil on it. 
So I put him back into his little cot. I mean, he must have been six, seven months. I covered his head, his cradle cap, with coconut oil and rubbed it all in and put him to bed. And then I went in, a lunchtime sleep. I went in an hour later, and bearing in mind my child was bald and maybe a little bit of blonde fluff around the edges, he had a full head of black, I'm going to say hair. And I, I just got horrified. I didn't know what happened. And I looked down, and the ants in the last hour had come. No! and they were eating the cradle cap off but he was literally covered like it was a black head of hair it was all ants and they've all eaten the coconut oil off oh my god it was disgusting but <laughs> the cradle cap did disappear because uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's disgusting it, was disgusting. <laughs> it is isn't it really yeah that, that, that's uh, that, listen i would have called social services on you straight away <laughs> yeah. that would have been me it's tough love, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, listen, there's Singapore, right? Loads of ants. What are you doing? Yeah, you, you, obviously, if you've got ants, you're not cleaning up quite as well as you should, Posh. That's before you had, that's before you had staff, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Been, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's busy with little young'uns, isn't it? It's, it's very proper busy, full very on. busy. I think the moral of this tale is, is you can use less oil, but you've got to have good pants, or else it's going to stick. Perrybikers.co.uk Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Food makes everything better. Your next problem is called too much money, and for this we require <laughs> one female name. And uh, that's always always fun to turn over to Posh Tash and see whether or not she can. I just don't pull that face, Posh Tash. Honestly, I can't bear. It. I have to look around the house and go. What can I see? That's a name. Um, I'm going to go for. I don't. I can't see one. Catherine. Does that Catherine. Do? Catherine's lovely. Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, and Posh Tash, I changed jobs recently. I've been working for a temp agency for about six months while I was waiting to get the job I really wanted, which was as a trainee chef. I'm now doing this. I'm so excited with my new job. I've always loved food and cooking, and your TV shows and books have always inspired me. My problem is this. The temp agency owed me one month's salary. What they've actually done is paid me two months' salary by mistake. When I saw my bank account, I jumped for joy, until I realised what had happened. Now, I don't really know anyone there very well, as I was just a temp, and it's been five weeks since they did it. Should I tell them, or just keep it? Because I have to say, the money would come in very handy, says Catherine. Over to you. Well, personally, because I have a huge guilt complex about everything, I'd have to give the money back. Because I would be convinced that the karma would pursue me to the grave, and I would never get any benefit from the money. No, I'd, I'd give it back. Conversely... I'd keep my gob shut, sane out, and go and get pissed. That would be great. Happy days. No, but if, if the whole world was like that, Simon, it wouldn't go around, Simon. No, no, well, it, 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 it would, because, you know, you'd be spending it in the pub, so somebody would get the benefit. But do you not believe in karma? I absolutely do, yeah. But, like, karma is, you know, it's that, that you know, you just got to be nice to people, you know, and they have made the mistake. You don't know them very well, seeing out, you know. So I, I'm tall, I'm a bit of both of you. So I think they're a silly mistake. You know what? They, they did it. They paid it. They haven't noticed it yet. She's not spent it yet. She sat on it. So I maybe would say to her, make sure she's got enough in the bank just in case they come knocking. But meanwhile, go and spend it as if it was free money. And I maybe would send a little email somewhere that sort of alerts them but doesn't make flashing headlines so they can't that karma doesn't come back so maybe she sends a message going thank you so much for the payment gratefully received and then she's done a little nod to it 
And then she doesn't feel too guilty when she goes and spends it. And I just... Oh, God almighty. Oh, no. Do you know what I'm getting from this, side? Well, yeah. Now, Natasha is a vital part of our management team. Exactly. So what it means is if our management double pay us, she's saying it's all right to hang on to the money. <laughs> so we do have that permission from herself. I love Tash. I do. Yeah. If we yeah. pay you double bubble, you keep it. Okay, now honesty is always the best policy. You always oh, right. oh, you should be. Oh, oh what a U-turn, eh? <laughs> look, honestly, that's the, the look. <laughs> you're either you're, look, Tash. That's that's it. Must hurt sat, being sat so precariously on that fence. I look, know. the bottom line is, it's either it's either you've got to go with either me or Dave, depending on how you. It depends how skin she is as well. You know, if she could properly do with it. You know, if she's a single mom or she's you know what I don't know her personal circumstances, but you know I know she's going to be quite skinned for a long time being a chef. <laughs> it's uh, God love her. She's got uh, she's got a hard road ahead. Yeah, but it's so, lying. See, I can't lie. No, but they haven't. They're not asking you to lie. They just haven't mentioned it, have they? You know, so they're not. They're not going. We've got you the money. I mean, different if they come back and go. Look, we've got you. We've overpaid you. Can we have the money back, mate? And then you say you haven't got it. That would be the karma where you're just going. Ah, oh, giving it back. But if a they haven't been in contact, b they haven't realised, and c. She doesn't know anybody there particularly, so doesn't have any personal relationships. And D, we know how much money they actually make. Then I'm feeling a bit bad. I suddenly thought, what if there was someone in their finance department that? Oh, yeah, me too. That's the way I'd see it. Tash. Really bad. And then they've messed up, and maybe their salary's been docked, or maybe they've lost out. They didn't know how to ask for the money back to flag they'd made a mistake. Maybe this is impacting more people. And I would say. Just call them, and they may say thank you so much for letting us know that we've paid you twice. Our mistake, keep it. Or they'll say we really appreciate it. Give us the money back, and we'd love to use you again for another job one day. And it may, as you say, Dave, Karma will go forward, and she'll get better jobs for being more honest. No, I don't believe that because I believe in the corporate world. They'll just take the money back. Exactly. Um, but I do think I couldn't live with myself. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, you couldn't. But unless it comes from our management team, which, of course, have given oh, us carte blanche <laughs> in which to keep the double bubble. <laughs> no guilt required. Even, I really struggle with each side. I have to see all points of view. So I'm, I'm flip-flopping, but I would, if I'm going to go one side and you want choice, I'm sorry, side. I'm on Dave's side. And that's not driven by the management conversation. There is absolutely no need to apologise, Tash, because I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Money back then, thanks. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncles a line. Our next problem is called A Matter of Midges, and this comes from Janet, who writes, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, Every year, this is quite pertinent to your ant story, actually, every year I get bitten to death by those little, tiny, little flying monsters that hang around in the garden in the evening. 
I never see them till the last minute when I've walked into them or they've landed on me and they've attacked me like piranhas and the next day I'm scratching my head like I've got the world's worst case of nits. If it's exceptionally hot weather, and when we're recording this podcast we are in the middle of exceptionally hot weather, she says I'm wearing fewer clothes than normal as I'm only in my own garden. They seem to attack me even through my clothing. Don't get me wrong, I don't go outside barefoot up to my neck but I'm just not dressed up like a beekeeper. Now you guys have been around the world and must have been subject to some little bitey buggers in your time so i want to know if you've had this problem and what you did about it would you recommend mozzie spray any other commercial product i'll try anything sensible or daft that you say definitely works as i want to enjoy the summer but it don't want to be some little flies dinner as uh, so lots of love from janet and it's over to you vitamin b12 and b complex if you take it the door won't bite you and and we first learned about that in Namibia um, because uh, we had, Dave and I were in Namibia where everything bites you, including the people. And uh, and, and it's amazing uh, because you just don't get bitten. Yeah, I mean, you've got to build, build it up in your system. So, for instance, Dave and I wouldn't go anywhere to any tropical place without Marmite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's full of, because it's vitamin B complex, it's yeast. Yeah, so, so that story about Brits abroad with a jar of Marmite, it's not as daft as it looks. And actually, we have Marmite on, to on toast in India every morning till somebody comes, and a, a coaching airport that confiscated our Marmite. Um, and it really kept all, all the midges away. But I actually remember in Namibia, the most, it's probably the most toxic thing. There used to be this room spray uh, called Zoff. Do you remember? Z, Z, O, double F. And. You just used to spray yourself over with this room spray. Now, as somebody who's going through cancer treatment at the moment, well, you know, I, I would recommend spraying yourself with all these kind of odd, terrible chemicals. Really, I think you know one has to be a bit careful. But Zoff was a uh, that that was quite that kept everything away, didn't it, mate? Oh, that was, it was ridiculous. Literally, you you <laughs> we got into a system where we'd just like spray the room, right, and then leg it. <laughs> leave out of the room go down we'll meet for a cup of coffee go for a pint come back everything was dead everything <laughs> yeah it was brilliant well and, the uh, only the only time we've ever had to stop filming actually uh, because of of, of the, the nasties it was at Kielder do you remember Kielder Reservoir it was, yeah it was yeah and, of, and it was yeah. midges but it actually was we were, we were cooking naan breads of all the things why we were cooking those in Kielder uh, it seemed like a good idea but it became such a problem with the midges that nobody on the crew, the cameraman couldn't keep still. And you actually could, couldn't could see us because of the level of midges. It was absolutely insane. Um, and I could see why you hear all these stories like in, in Scotland, people just throwing themselves in the river to get away from them. But we actually had to abandon the filming. Um, wow, that bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. It was nuts. And it's really, really uncomfortable in those little bites that, that, that you know... And the other thing that works, and um, the other thing that works is uh, is uh, ah, patchouli oil. So you know, like you know, in the sixth form, where well, people like me, the old hippies, used to we used to wear it and be quite smelly. That that works really well. Yeah, that was to mask the smell of marijuana, though, wasn't it? That, yeah, well, quite. That's why um, people wore patchouli oil. <laughs> yes. Well, there was that. Yes. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, my eldest son came home and been shopping up in London with a girl and they'd chosen a, um, his first own choice of 
aftershave or cologne and he'd taken her opinion and he was a bit chuffed with himself and he'd been in town all day and he came home and he walked in the door and he was some of my children always covered in bugs actually but he came and he was covered in flying ants and he said oh I've made a really bad choice I think all the bugs like me I think they, but it actually happened to be last week was that flying ant day you know when yeah. they suddenly but they were all over him and he was a bit devastated uh-huh. he thought we'd gone and got the real you know cologne magnet but unfortunately he only attracted with the flying ants <laughs> i tell you what else keeps everything away links <laughs> that's that sponsorship deal naked yeah i used to work you know many of you know i used to work as a makeup artist and um, i remember i was filming with, with nick berry once he's a fantastic guy nick anyway i had this it was a, a hair product like a, a you know it was quite a, a, a like a gum. So anyway, Nick, Nick's you know cut his hair and that he looked fabulous. Bit of this through his hair, you know, just lovely. Anyway, we're out there, and oh the poor man, he's trying to get his lines out. And he's he couldn't speak because of all the flies and bugs and everything. I want to look down. The, there was caramel inside the the, the hair product. It was this obscure, oh, really course. fancy one. And they said, anyway, they had, they had to get him back to the trailer and wash his hair and that. And he was, oh, he, was, he just couldn't speak. Oh, I'll tell, tell you what else was, sorry, Tash, I'll tell you what else was, um, it was can you remember we used to get a Dave right at the beginning of, the, of our careers? Um, there used to be a particular thing from the Avon lady. And I, yes. I, yeah, what was that? It was amazing stuff. It was a perfume. But it was or soap or something from Avon. Something was it? And it had the most wonderful effect on mosquitoes and midges. Um, if anybody can tell us, we'd love to know. I'm sure people will remember it. I remember that because we're obviously living abroad in uh, in Asia. They obviously do this thing called fogging all the time. So yeah. it was malaria's high and things. So we would always have to vacate shut all our windows once a week while sort of the ghostbusters came round and just fogged out and they would also come around and fine you if you left too much water in a plant pot or if there's any any <clears throat> stagnant water because obviously it attracts the the mosquitoes etc but you know it's funny hearing you talk about the b12 which i did know about but otherwise all we ever did was we had wipes um anti-mosquito wipes i would yeah. just cover it every day but i never really sort of invested into anything more than that because i suppose the government ran the general fogging and anti-bug yeah. Side of things. Actually, Nikki, a mate of ours, um, uh, Tash, she swears by those. Those um, she right. always has those wipes. Yeah, and they're really effective as well. Actually, they're great. Yeah. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, send an email to the agony uncle. It's time to head over to Confidential Corner. This is called the Itchy Underwear, and for this we need three names. So I'm afraid it's another name from you, Tash. It's a name each. We need one female name, Uncle Dave. One male name, Uncle Sai, and one female child's name, Posh Tash. I'm the female child's name. Yes, female child name. I'm going Daisy. Daisy, and uh, we need a female name, Uncle Dave. I go Ruby. Ruby, and male name, Uncle Sai. Philip. Philip, Ruby, and Daisy. Dear Uncle Sai and Uncle Dave. This comes from Ruby. Dear Uncle Sai and Uncle Dave, I'm married to Philip. I have been for three years. He has two children from his first marriage. One of them, Daisy, is a proper little cow. She's 11, but she might as well be 30, and she doesn't like me. I've tried to build bridges and make things work, but every time she comes to visit, she's rude, stroppy, and seems to want to make my life as difficult as possible. When I cook a meal, she'll take a mouthful and then just make a face, saying, what is this? If I offer to take her clothes shopping, she'll say things like, 
Oh, no, I'm not used to going to those kind of shops, thank you. And though she denies it, I know she once took all the lids off my oil paint tube so they dried out. I like painting for stress relief. Probably caused by her. It's horrible as her younger sister is so nice, but I can see her slowly being turned against me. A couple of weekends ago, I'd had enough. I'd got some washing to do and I had to wash some of the girls' underwear for school the next day. In our garage, we have an old washing machine that we use to wash the bedding for our two Afghan hounds. They're very hairy. Yes, you guessed it, I washed Daisy's underwear in that machine, along with two dog beds and a mat that one of the dogs had been sick on in the night. I then enjoyed watching her in the morning, itching and scratching as she had breakfast and went to school. Apparently by lunchtime, her mum had been called and she'd had to be taken home as they suspected she had early signs of chicken pox. So two questions for you. Number one, what can I do long term to sort the little wretch out? And number two, should I tell my husband what I did? Over to you. I think you could just have a little sprinkling of maturity in your character and personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. She's 11. <laughs> She's 11. You've got to give it time. Oh, dear me. Uh, However, if she's still doing it when she's 18, then I think all holds about. There was once, actually, they used to work as a makeup artist, and there was this, an actress who was particularly awful. Anyway, she was particularly awful to the wardrobe department. So what they did was, and normally, and she used to leave her pants and that for them to launder and everything. They starched her gussets. Ouch. <laughs> 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 in a rub. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, a bit of chafing and a scraping. And, um, yeah, no, I think that shut her up. But there was, there was some, sort of, uh, I, th I think the wardrobe department just took delight in that, really. But not with an 11-year-old, no. <laughs> No. And she's obviously, you know, split between families, stepchildren, etc. We've said before, sometimes some react brilliantly, some don't, some welcome it. And she's going to push the buttons. And they usually push the buttons with those they like or those the nearest and dearest, don't they? And you've got to, I think, advise and I think talk to the husband. But you can't, she can't act like that. She can't act like a sport brat and start giving her itching powder in no. her pants kind of thing, can she? No. 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 no, no, because then you're dealing with two spoiled brats. Exactly. And then you know one ha one happens to be older than the other. I just think that yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that this is so harsh, Ruby. But you know, get a grip of yourself. She's eleven. Mind you, it's not um, quite as cruel just... as, as some people in Singapore who cover the baby's head in coconut oil and leave them for the ants to eat. <laughs> no, that is oh, that is real abuse. That's yeah. proper. Yeah, no fair dues, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't I'm with that Dave. punish him though, did I? I did it to help him. No, no. Rid of the cradle cap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had a similar problem. When we we went to that mud bath in Sibiu in Romania, and, and part of the crack it, it is a proper mud bath. It's a big muddy hole, really. And um, what we did was, you can buy like these Russian budgie smugglers. You know, like Russians <laughs> wear the black yeah. ones. And um, so we bought like some that were a bit small for us. So we're there with these budgie <laughs> smugglers. Anyway, so we covered from head to foot in black mud and, and rubble, and we. And we went to the showers afterwards, and it was it was open to the elements, and basically it, it, everybody could see us showering. So we showered, and we we just whipped our budgie smugglers off, and we didn't quite wash our bits right. But later on that day, we had to ride the motorbikes four hours to Sigurd, and it was very hot. And by God, the gravel rash up our nether regions. I remember we were both in the shower, you know, washing all the boulders out our bum. Oh, it was hurt. It hurt. Oh, it was, uh, that was gruesome. 
I love well, standing on the beach, isn't it? Everything grates against you. Or, oh, if I'm not good on the beach. I don't like that whole sandy grating stuck up your bottom crack, you know, in between your toes. It's all pretty uncomfortable. Has, yeah. you, has anybody ever made love on the beach? You will, Tash. <laughs> you've, done, you've done it everywhere. <laughs> I did. I well, I've got to be very careful. Basically, my sixteen-year-old's been walking around the house. There was a time in my youth where there might have been a fumble on the beach, but it was the thistle bush behind on the beach that I suffered more with from with. at on. I'm not quite sure that was the issue I had. It was an English beach, though. Unfortunately, not quite so romantic as being on a beautiful tropical beach. A British beach with a thistle bush. No, 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 Jeevesy. <laughs> Uh, no, I uh, I haven't. I think the the whole sandpaper kind of getting in those places thing would be no. It would, it would just make things very difficult to stay firm. I would say. What about you, Sai? You seem to talk about this with a lot of knowledge. I don't. No, no, no. I, 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 oh, I can see you now at Bambra in the winter. Why, <laughs> I pet, come on. <laughs> you know, you'd be there in your duvet jacket. <laughs> Rub your hands. How are you? <laughs> I've got to admit, once on the beach in Deville, being a gentleman, I, I, I was the one that lay down, right? Oh, yeah. But the problem was, um, during the action, the wallet came out of my back pocket and I lost my wallet, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It was buried. Yeah. Credit cards, the lot. <laughs> Never again. You know, I realise now then, Dave, when you said that. I clearly hadn't, hadn't found myself a gentleman because clearly I was on my back <laughs> in the thistle bush. I clearly picked the wrong man. <laughs> he didn't lose his wallet though, did he? No, no. That, yeah, exactly. Hey, the clever thing, lad. <laughs> the other thing I did do also, back to the female, I did breastfeed with the social services coming again. I did breastfeed on a very windy Cornish beach once with my very little one. And every time bless him, his little head popped off, the wind would come, the sand would go back on again, and he was just sucking pure sandy boob, basically. <laughs> and he didn't eat again for another couple of days because I think he was so traumatised. It's a bit like King on Bamber Beach in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is getting too much. Anyway, back to the 11-year-old. You're just going to have to cope it, really. Yeah. I just think, take a breath, look at, you're the adult. Look at, look at some techniques you know, of like coercion. <laughs> it's, you know, or bribery or just, you just got to get a grip of yourself, our Ruby, and, and so. you know, and work a little bit harder. Yeah, I agree. But can I go back again slightly so to tell a thought <laughs> on the nudism in beaches? How do naturalist beaches work? I've just had a thought. Hundreds of people naked on a beach. It can't be fun. I've just had a oh, moment. Is this smashing? I've done that. Have you? What happens is... The naturist beaches, the, the nudist beaches are really prescriptive, right? So you've got to have all your kit off. Naturist beaches, you can or you can't. It's it's fine. But normally everybody does because it's really hot and it's nice. But what really happens, the first two days is a bit odd. But then actually after that, and I don't know why, it just, you just head shifts and like, it's fine. So, you know, somebody's buying a baguette with a, you know, with a widdly out. Or there's, you know, it's just... It's but just I'm, normal. I'm not the embarrassment side of things. I'm just thinking how sandy and chafing it must be for so many people. Well, really. I know, but if you think about it, you've just, you know, you just, you've got towels, like you can put them on the beach and that, and it's just the Ooh. same, isn't it? Really. I remember you said to me, Kingy, was it Corsica used to go to that naturist yeah. beach? Yeah. And you yeah. said 
Well, it's all right a bit. It's a bit funny at first when you're playing badminton with your sister and she bends down to pick the shuttlecock oh, that's up. Not... And I thought, ah! Not... You know, you just got to avert your eyes a bit, you know. It's all right. Thank God we didn't go for the yoga class. That's all I'm saying. Jesus. If your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, there we are. Another week. Another, another batch of problems solved. Thank you uh, for inviting us into your lives in this way. Uh, uh, the Agony Uncles podcast is nothing without you. It's uh, it's remarkable, and we love hearing from you, don't we? Aye, life can be tough, especially at this times. But a problem shared is a problem halved. Well, we hope. Anyway, so do send your questions and problems too. Agony Uncles at theherrybikers.co.uk. That's Agony Uncles at theherrybikers.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you and try and help you with your traumas. If we don't help you with them, at least we'll try and have a laugh. <laughs> well, exactly. All right, so don't. Uh, and woo, yes, and remember to follow the podcast and also watch us on the Agony Uncles YouTube channel because we've got one. Yay! Um, there's uh, there's a new one every Friday and it's uh, a great way to kick off the weekend with a little bit of a giggle so from Posh Tash the Thin White Duke goodbye and us have a safe lovely week bye bye